Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 357. This is Russ, and I have Aaron, Rich, and Daryl. Hey, hey. 57 Magnum. Back. Is this yeah. the first this year? Have we not been on? No, no, we did. We recorded. No, the 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 um the Last of Us episode was. Oh, the Last of Us. Year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, surely we've talked. <laughs> All right, good. Thank, yeah. Thank you for that reminder. <laughs> so news wise, I guess we did. Like we've gotten a Dead City trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good trailer. It yet. I haven't watched it yet, so. <laughs> I think it's a solid trailer. I, yeah, which is not part, you know, that's part of the course for Walking Dead. They make they tend to make good trailers for their shows, but as far as giving us a reason why this needs to exist beyond just like, hey, it's fun to see these characters, I do think it provides enough of a like skeleton of a plot as far as why these specific characters need to do something together in New York. Right. Well, we will know shortly because it's. June, did, did you guys right? like the trailer? Rust? Were you into the trailer? <laughs> I I didn't uh, I, like Rich. I haven't. I These fucking guys like. What? <laughs> I know it's terrible. What? Terrible. Doing the legwork over here. Watch well, two no, minutes terrible. of my day to watch the Dead City trailer. Shame on you. I didn't watch it. It's like, do I want to prepare myself for disappointment, or should I just wait and be surprised by it? Why would you? Why would? Why would? Yeah. You why would it be disappointed? Uh, I don't know. I'm just getting a little burned out on Walking Dead. It's been gone for like four months. What are you talking <laughs> about? It's a good thing you don't do a Walking Dead uh, podcast. I know. You basically don't. You didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> good thing. Yeah, I'm failing in my, my duties. I think, I mean... Okay. <laughs> I think we can still have a perspective on this because we certainly talked about the potential of the spinoffs. I will say, you know, as a group, we've all generally thought that, like, when they split off and actually focused on certain characters, that's been a general success for the show. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So that's where, you know, be, like, when this was first announced, it's like, Maggie and Negan are going to New York. And we're like, why? But, like, Getting closer and closer to it, I mean, regardless of seeing the trailer or not, I do think the prospect of, hey, we're going to have like a, what, a six episode, eight episode miniseries or like, uh, what is it, an AMC TV event, whatever they want to call it, where it's just focused on this specific crew with like, you know, a handful of other characters that matter. That's there. I think there's promise there. I I think that that's The, the familiarity I mean, is one thing as far as yeah. having Maggie, but having like a new location and whatnot, I think there's there's something there that could work. You gotta go into it with a. I mean, you don't have to like. It's not like it's a it's a chore. It's not even ten episodes. Like it's just you know. Oh, no, I'm gonna watch it, but I, you know, I don't know. I this is kind of not just with Walking Dead, just with everything. I've kind of started skipping watching trailers. I don't know why. I just don't have. Well, that's fair. I mean, yeah, it's it's forcing you to watch a trailer. I mean, that's that's one thing. I I will say though, having seen the trailer, it does look good. Like not just like I want to watch, but it's like the production involved. It looks like there's, it's got its own flavor, which is neat. When Negan dies, it was like crazy. (laughs) And Glenn came back to life. I was like, what? It was insane. I'm not going to say it's like directly like trying to be Carpenter with like Escape from New York, but I well, will. Well, got the vibe. When, when we'll I will say when I, when I when I real quick when I finished watching the trailer, I was like, I think Jim would have been interested in watching this because he was. Yeah, Escape oh, from New I York think is so, like for sure. Escape from New yeah. York is like one of his favorite oh, yeah. movies of all time. So oh yeah, yeah. Like just seeing the vibe they're going for, it felt like I got a feeling like, man, I wish Jim was able to see this because this Me looks too. like his speed. 
Did you see the comparisons yeah. of the posters? No, no doubt. I mean, yeah, you're putting the. I mean, it's like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, well, yeah it's obviously you, a look at that for sure. Yeah. If you look at skim the trailer at any time, because I did have, I did see the trailer. If you skim it, just the way it looks, like just yeah. the way that it's shot and the way that it looks in the trailer, mm-hmm. it really looks, it has that vibe to it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Six episodes is a lot more money they can I'm put for each episode. So it's probably, yeah. you know. Is it six? Do you know that? Like, I was just guessing. It's yeah. six. Yeah, okay, it's, cool. It's six. That's the new norm, right? Yeah. For, I mean, for a lot of TV. In America, sure. Like, it, yeah. Depends, right? Like, I mean, some Netflix stuff is 10, some is eight. Like, I kind of put this in the Disney uh, like, uh, model, how they do episodes. Yeah, yeah most of the Disney six. stuff is eight. But most yeah. of Marvel stuff is yeah. six. Or like they do yeah, a show weird. like Willow that had me excited and then they cancel it. Oh, sorry. I thought out loud. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dead City Area, it, it's right. uh, June 18th um, is when it debuts. So, Wow, we got to wait that long? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a few weeks. So is that like right in the middle of fear? Is that what's going on, right? Yeah. Is that eight no, weeks from now? What, what day is it? Oh, what? Because me- remember, Fear is oh, six. Right. It's, six oh, it's two sixes. Okay. okay. Fear is that 12. Sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we thought, yeah, originally we thought, yeah, well, if Fear is 16, but Got Fear it. is okay. 12. Yeah. yeah, it'll be six, and right, then right. Dead City six. And, and it makes no sense to have both shows like going at the same time. <laughs> you want to kind of. So they've played with that before, but I, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would agree. Yeah, I guess yeah. World Beyond was probably that again. Uh, yeah, the death of that. All right, so should we get into um, season eight, episode one of the final season of Fear the That's Walking Dead? Right, Game? get your oxygen mask on. Let's do this. <laughs> Remember what they took from you. Yeah. Yes, my love of the Walking Dead. My my first thought is. W- what are we watching? Like, what is this show? Like, I don't. Can I tell you at the top of my notes here what my alternate titles for this episode were? Sure. First one, I have three of them. First one, tell me you're stuck in a contract without telling me you're stuck in a contract. Number two, what happens when you use AI to write your script? And title three, let's do the time jump again. So, yeah, what were we watching? So, uh, wow. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be the only one that was going to defend this episode or what, because I was wow. already seeing the response on the Facebook page as well. That we'll get to our Toby ratings. Oh, I haven't so, seen that yet. And I'm, I'm not going to say that this is, like, the best yet or, like, amazing, but I will say I was certainly intrigued by what was happening. I was, yeah, I, I, I'm I, surprised. I'm, I'm really surprised. I didn't, look, I didn't look at any of reactions to this. I just watched it today, and I, I'm surprised it was lazy by the, writing. Really? So much convenience of things and the things with the walkie-talkie. I was worried whenever they threw away all the walkie-talkies because then I wasn't sure how uh, Lenny and Kim were going to phone in their performance for the rest of the episode. But they figured that out. Um, yeah, this was a terrible episode of television. I, Every, I feel like I cannot, we watched something different. I, just, I, I just cannot find <laughs> I anything enjoyable about this episode of television. And it, something can make me literally not care about an IP instantly. It was this episode. Uh, God, right. it was terrible. Uh, Russ, are you, uh, what side are you on, Russ? I, I, no, I'm definitely not as down. Uh, to me, it just... It seemed like it was a little all, a, a little erratic. That's that's fair. I could get because okay. it's okay. You, it, it um, wants it it more wants, than Morgan's character. It wants yeah, we get the qu- okay with the quips. <laughs> I get it. Okay, like, I I it no quip wants, zone. It wants you to play catch up. That's for right. sure. It's certainly right. like trying to throw you into something. Right. It, I, I look. If anything, I look forward to what's coming next just because now we've gotten this part out of the way so we can be more up-to-date with the status quo of things. So I would like, hear on the radio. I feel like the, the other version of this is if we had, like, an, a 16-episode season, we'd probably spend, like, three episodes dealing with, like, the time jump compared to just one. Oh, that sure. Know, which I think is a benefit, if anything, that we're getting it out of the way in kind of one swoop. I kind of like to fast-forward myself. Like, So, yeah, I mean... It, 
the one thing the time jump does is it gets us past the whole baby right, mode huh? thing, right? Like the whole like what do we do with baby Mo? Like baby Mo's constantly getting kidnapped or lost or just like mm-hmm. written out, you know, kind of like baby Judith was for a long time. Like, you know, there's just episodes where it's just like what's going on. So and and two, given that the show is ending, it it, it you know, forwarding things along kind of gives it a sense of more right. you know, closure because there's you know, you don't have to do the thing at the end of the episode, I guess, is which is what the main show did, which is, you know, have it go along and then boom, there's like a one year jump at the end and you kind of like tie everything, everything up. So this, this kind of allows for, and it allows for like a developing mystery, you know, so over the next, you know, I, I read the, I watched the thing at the end and the, it it sounds like the, these first six episodes are going to be like, okay, what, what's been happening over these last, you know, seven years, the, the parts from the unevenness and the jumping around that, that kind of bothered me a little bit is the whole Madison needing the oxygen when it's convenient for her to get the oxygen. And then when it's not, she's a badass. Like that's that part. And she seems to not be as in bad of shape as she was seven years ago, which like your, your lungs don't heal that well. We don't know what they've been doing. Yeah, we don't know, but it seems like she's forgetting it. And like her, Kim, the actress is like, oh, I gotta hit the oxygen. Like it just looks I don't know, it's bad. It's just bad. I could I I can they, agree they, with they, Russ as far as yes, there's a it plays a little fast and loose with it. On the counter, I would say she still looks distressed, but also yeah. it's just like it's not something where the episode's hinging on me believing in this one aspect of it for it to like throw me off or keep me on board. I know you're not. Sick, no, no, but no. As no. far as I, I, what, I, the the myriad of reasons Rich seems to have to hate this episode, it's like this is just not a thing that's really factoring in. For I can dismiss one I, I little think because, thing or two little things, but it's this episode. I mean, we'll, like, get, we'll, we'll like, get some more of these things. All we're the just, zombies the are stuck right in the now. swamp. They can't hurt you. Two seconds later, they're storming the cabin. What? What? I just no bad. The uh, well, I I think. I think if they're going to play as fast and loose with the, with the, with the Madison um, breathing thing, like they could have just made something up over the seven years to say she got better. Like, and, and, and then it not be like this Wait, crutch that they're going to the use when it's convenient for the seven years. Cause they didn't yes. tell us that enough. Oh yeah. Seven episode. years. Well, she's eight years sure? old, so it's just basic math. Right? I mean, because they only <laughs> mentioned it like twenty-seven times in the episode that it's been seven years. I mean, so. to be to be fair, it tries to well, it tries to hide it early on. Like, it, oh yeah, it, for it, sure. it makes it a mystery. But I get that random. because you know the AI is going to reset back to make sure that it resets the scene when it starts to write the next page. <laughs> Who hurt you? Fear the Walking Dead writers and, <laughs> the, and showrunners Andrew Shibley and the other guy. The 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 other thing that felt a little erratic was the whole like Mo wanting to go back yet not go back yet go back like like that seemed to just like her dad quickly. Yeah, she's a kid. And, well, <laughs> sure, and and then. <laughs> I'll get I'll get to finish a full thought here at some point. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. The the other the other piece was um yeah yeah we'll we'll get to it more at the end but the, I think there was just some uneven un, a little bit of unevenness and stuff but I I think again they they the one thing I did appreciate on on this is it has me asking a lot of questions at the beginning of the episode. I just kept thinking like, Oh, here we go. Right. Like they're just going to time jump and you know, we're going to find out all this stuff. The, the fact that we find out that Morgan and grace are fully on board with Mo being a part being like, they're fully on board with the fact that like, it's too, like it's too dangerous for us. We cannot keep, we cannot raise this child. We not, we cannot keep her safe. No matter where we keep going, it, we, we are the ones that end up putting her in danger, even though we are trying to get her out of danger. And so they find this crazy, rigid, militaristic environment, but everybody's safe. And so I I think, I think what we're either going to find is that 
they're truly doing this to keep her safe or B they have a, a bigger plan and maybe there's something sinister to them having feeling like they're having somebody on the inside that they can then, you know, do something with. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of a long con if that's, if that's what they're playing, but there is enough intriguing mystery to what's going on. And then of course you, you know, they keep saying, you know, I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead, but Morgan at one point talks about the rest of them. And it's like, I don't know where they are. Like, I don't know what happened to strand. I don't know where Luciana and, 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 you know, and, and the rest of Mar. So I, I, it's interesting to me that everybody is just so split apart. Um, even more so than they were last year is a long so, time. But yeah. a, lot of, um, a lot of lingering threads. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like we're subletted a lot right, here because so, it's like so, it's again, it's not like it's the episode's not it's the Fear of the Walking Dead, a show that's rarely been perfect. Um, so, right. but like I, right. I, I hear you as far as like yeah, it's it has to it's doing a lot of work for a show that's been off for a while, has to contend with being the last season, so it needs to like set up the a grand arc here uh, is dealing with an ensemble cast that it has to minimize down so it can like play with where we are now. Uh, and get a lot of stuff out of the way. Like, I get that. I do appreciate that it's, once again, a show that just seemingly feels great about switching up completely the status quo every season since, like, when the show got much better than it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like, even, even with the ebbs and flows that that's provided as far as some seasons yes. being much better than others, I, like, I'm just with it as far as, hey, you're going to present me something new, let's see what that is. I don't, I'll be curious. I'll be curious to hear more of what Rich has to say as we get through this episode. As far as what specifically is like the nagging issues here, but like for the most part, it's like okay. Like I, I, I need to be curious if I wa- if I'm going to plan to watch. If I'm if I'm just going to hate it the whole time, like that's not going to help me. But I need to like be open minded about what they're trying to do here. Oh, I'm going to try and get all the way through it. I yeah. damn right you're going to be on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, that, and I stayed in a bad marriage for six and a half years. I can get through this. I mean, shit. Wow. Yeah. I'm it's only six episodes. So, yeah. All right, so let's get into it. Um, I, I, so this the beginning of this episode, the cold open, as it were, pretty much picks up where the last season left off with Madison and um, Morgan, you know, going off uh, to, to get Mo, And then that's where we start in this in this episode where they're in the interrogation room both of them you know they're being you know you know the the powers that be are talking to them and then quickly Madison and Morgan turn the tables and something happens and you get the impression that they're going after Mo to to get her out of there and you know they're 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 going to bust her uh, bust her loose and so then we cut to the you know, opening credit. I, I like the fact that they kept the same motif of the opening graphic. I know this is like minor stuff, but I, I, I like I'm a I'm a like when opening credits are done well, I'm I'm a huge fan because I think there's some artistry to it. Um as as opposed to, you know, just the you know, the old eighties yeah. sitcom I'm we're just gonna sing a song and just show all the characters like, you know, skip. Um that or even is like one I'm, positive thing I can say. Is I did enjoy the credits, yeah, or, or even like Star Trek, you know, where it's just like, okay, yeah, I get it, yeah, um, um, as opposed to something like Game of Thrones, which you know, even though it was or basically, fringe. yeah, but Game of Thrones, Fringe, you know, any of those where I, I'm just enamored with that, so the, I, 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 I like that. Um, it, so we cut back, and um, no explanation is really given. We're not told anything, so again, we're, we're I, I think the. We, as we talk about, the impression is to kind of just make it seem like, oh, it's just another day, and you know this is what's going on, um, and it starts with this kind of like gladiatorial arena scene, and this girl goes into the arena with, uh, you know, kind of like a, I like that they use like the fencing helmets or whatever they are to, mm-hmm. as face yeah. guards. I'm like, ah, right. finally somebody smart enough to realize that if you're going to be around mm-hmm. these things, you should armor your ass up. Um, like all the little like the bits of process here, like yeah. we jam a walker's face into the wall, and knock their teeth out, then we fill it with like green sludge so to help not to help them not bite you. Like that's, I, well, I thought they're, that's sort of two did purposes. Nickelodeon have a warehouse they needed to clear out or something? I just was well. I the, one of the things I enjoyed about it is that for or for this particular 
outpost, they were very prepared. Like we've yeah. seen other uh, places where they've supposed to be like training, being ready for, you know, the apocalypse and all that stuff. And they make mistakes in terms of security, right? They, they have weak security or the, or the people that are supposed to be the guards are terrible at covering their body and all this kind of stuff. So they were very well prepared which I liked. It, it also seems like this society is being built around like a military academy, right? right. Like the purpose of yeah. this, where we've seen in the other societies where they'll have a unit of badasses, right? Mm-hmm. Or, a, or like we saw in, in the main show where, you know, Mercer and his guys, you know, they were armored up and they're a contingent, right? right. This seems like the purpose of, these children that they're raising is, is almost like a, you know, a child army. They're, they're, yeah. they're training them from the jump mm-hmm. to, to be this. So I thought that opening shot of the, of the Walker getting like curb smashed and his teeth falling all over the place. I was like, that's mm-hmm. cool. I, I like when they do things with the walkers that after 11 seasons, of the main show, eight seasons of, the, of this show world, be, you know, all this other stuff when we see something new and interesting. Yeah. And so, to see that Walker getting his face smashed and the teeth just falling on the ground, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. The, the other didn't, thing I'll say... Didn't... Wasn't that done in season three of the main show? Maybe. Maybe. Michonne? Like, as far, like Michonne's... To, I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't show it. I mean, In terms of, like, like, defanging walkers, yes, that's not it entirely. But in terms of, like, what they're using them for here is you right. know, training them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, like, I mean, Michonne just removed I the lower jaw. I liked what they're doing here, it, minus the Nickelodeon song. So I have a theory on that because there's—I think there's a reason they're using that. I mean, they could just tape their mouth shut. I think the reason they're using that green goop is they can tell whether somebody's been "quote unquote" bit or not uh, in training. Yeah, yeah if no, you get yeah. the green shit on yeah. you, then that means guess what? You know, you may not have been "quote unquote" bit, but guess what? If this was the real world, your butt would be yeah. would be toast. And oh, slime yeah. is cheap yeah. and easy to make. Yeah. Yeah. So it serves like a dual purpose. Okay. Yeah, hey, you changed my okay. mind on the green slime, Russ. It's but that's what I mean by how smart they. I liked how they they showed this place to be capable, as opposed to you know we yeah. see that this is going to be easily taken down. So. Um. But yeah, so we see that, and and so this girl is kind of going out and doing her training thing. We'll come to find out that this is Baby Mo, who is now eight years old. Um, Which, and, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, "That has—that's the only thing that this could be, right?" Yeah. But then I'm like, yeah. "Well, but I wasn't sure." <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it doesn't help that it was kind of spoiled that it, there was a time jump. Like, I think that for me personally, like, they just kept talking, like, Where "Oh, there's a massive time jump in this." If I didn't know there was a time jump, I don't know that I would have drawn that conclusion. Well, I had forgotten that they did. I, they yeah, they said that I, I I was not aware, so I was not there. Yeah, so I was surprised. I had to actually, like, I was confused. I didn't know that there was a time jump right now. I, was, I wasn't following Talking Dead on Twitter, I guess, that day, so I didn't know. I, I, oh. I must not have been either. <laughs> Ouch. Um... But we find out she freezes, so she's she seems capable. Like you know, she's doing the again. It's I guess obvious too. She's twirling. That she has the wood stick like Morgan would. She's kind of she's twirling doing around. The work. She's doing. Work. Yeah, yeah. And she seems capable right. until it comes to the to the to the moment, right? And then she just freezes up. She has, starts having some flashbacks, like you can see, like um, you know that what what we'll come to find out later. These images of you know walkers in the swamp and stuff, and she's uh, she's kind of freaking out. Um. Walker falls on top of her, starts to, you know, potentially bite her, and her compatriot has to come and stick the thing in the head, and and that's the end of that. So, we find out she's she's obviously has some some issues she needs to work through. Right. Which would again to bookend the episode, the fact that the where the episode ends, I think, is not again shows okay. This is where she started. This is where she is now. Um. So then we find she's she starts doing some chores. She's in this like I don't know, it's like a basement thing. Knocks over an air tank, falls down the stairs, and then hears some noise. And we find out that Madison is being held in this bunker. Um, you know, it looks like it's it's a, like there's like a couch and table and um, a convenient little porto uh, potty thing that um, that she has there. Um, and 
she's being held in the basement and um they they so they we find out that she's uh, uh she she's in some sort of cell and then um when the goons come in when the padre people come in they they take her blood did it look like she was bit or is that just meant to be like they just don't care in taking blood and they're just doing a half-assed job of well, it well she says later that she wasn't always compliant implying that she would like i assume rip it out of her arm or do something to fuck it okay. up okay right. um i would <clears throat> i i did i would say yes there was a part of me that thought maybe that she got bit and but since like alicia was um immune thank jesus uh maybe it, it was similar or something like that i don't know but um was Alicia even immune, or was it just, just like a weird like scenario where she just wasn't? She was immune, though. She wasn't immune. Was, I, no, 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 no. I think the the implication no, because she was clearly like near death. Okay, by yeah, the time she was. The episode yeah, she ended. was just worse. She, caught, she, she caught it weird as far as stopping it. I guess. Yeah, I think I think yeah. The implication is is she amputated the arm, but not quite soon right. enough. But That's what it was. but amputated the part that of the worst part of the basically like. It was an inf- infection that took a lot longer to grow because the the worst part of the infection was cut out, but it wasn't enough to stop it from getting into her bloodstream. So it just kind of slow rolled her into being stuck. Somebody in the subreddit, so I take this with a grain of salt, and I haven't found it yet as far as the what they're talking about. But was there at any time some official something with the showrunners mentioning that Alicia is still alive? No, she's dead. Because no, I thought it was... She's no, dead. She's, she's on like two different TV shows at this point. She is completely yeah, she's gone. Dead. She okay, made a whole Instagram post about how she's gone. That, I mean, she's that's done. what I thought. Because like, people are talking about, oh no, they're saying that she... And I'm like, I don't know where you people are coming up with this, but if you have an article for that, I'd like to see Yeah, it. that's why I never go... You can't, you can't <laughs> go And this is the that. final season. You know, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm done calling bullshit on the whole Madison thing. You got your wish on that one but like i mean yeah. there's no room for alicia to come back now <laughs> no. that's what i'm saying i'm like please god no 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 way um but we find out they call her lark which is interesting because mo is called wren so clearly they're birds. naming all their people yeah. after birds um i didn't realize there were that many birds uh species in the world but mm-hmm. apparently apparently there are um but apparently they're taking her blood and and looking at but it, it, it's just the way they frame that it 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 looked like a bite because it yeah, looked like it was purposeful. like there was like a half moon above and half moon I think it's below, purposeful. So. I mean, I don't think they're designing that and thinking this doesn't look like a bite. I think it just it it exactly. it's, fuel, it's fueling a mystery as far as various things going. Sure, on. sure. So then we find so you know she 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 we find she's not eating like she she literally puts her food on the toilet that she's using um, so she doesn't want to eat. Um, she's been here, you know, at this point, like we know where we will know she's been there for seven years and, uh, she overpowers one of the guards, pulls the gun out, immediately puts it in her mouth and starts pulling the trigger, which I thought was like, that was, that was crazy. That scene bugged me. Um, oh, I thought it was was amazing amazing. in a, in a terrible way, amazing in a terrible way, but it bugged me because I don't know why, but my mind immediately went to rust and I was thinking about gun safety on sets and her grabbing that and putting it in her room. I don't know. I don't know why, but it just suddenly my I had to pause it because my brain immediately switched to that. And I kind of, yeah. I mean, in that regard, because I hear what you're saying, but like once something like that happens, things are more safe than ever. If anything. No, I agree. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm just saying. I hear it. I, I hear it. Your first from. thought that went into my head. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, or you do like Chad Stahelski, and you just don't ever bring a line on the set at all. <laughs> but you make um, amazing kick-ass gun-filled action movies. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so obviously they, they even say, you don't think we'd be stupid enough to bring live ammo you know, down here, do you? And, uh, and she starts to pass out, and, and she's, you know, she's, she's gone. Um, yeah. Not dead gone, but gone. gone. Um, so, um, then we start hearing like about the cult or the, or the, the, the mystery of Madison, right? Like she becomes this person is like, I heard she took out 12, 
guards with a sledgehammer. And, you know, I've, you know, heard that she, you know, it's like she's become like this I urban legend almost. I heard her tears cure cancer of, too bad she's never cried. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it becomes, you know, one of those things Stupid. where where she's... <laughs> And her friend even says, like, no, those are all just rumors. Like, that's, that's you know, that's that's not really what, what the way it goes. Um, Superman wears Madison pajamas when he goes to bed. Oh, I'm happy extending that silence. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that. So we're getting a little bit more about Padre and that they're they're referring to Padre as a person. And it's, it's very... So, yeah. It's like so they're at Padre capitalized. Right. Yes. But there's also a person named Padre. <laughs> it's like all right. And remember on that manual or whatever it was abbreviated, so it stands for something too. Yeah, it's like they're they're at like the place they live at is Padre Capital you know, acronym. Yeah. Yes. And then they're also it's controlled by a person whose name is inevitably going to be Padre. <laughs> right. I'm assuming this is like and, one of those, uh, like whoever the leader is is called Padre. Like it's not like I'm assuming it's probably not like one, you know, one one person. It's it's just a mantle that. You know, yeah, I'm whoever. sure. I'm sure. Like he wasn't bored and it was named George Padre. Like, <laughs> no, I'm sure probably that's not. not. <laughs> no, it's obvious that it's a former priest, possibly a one-eyed priest. I don't know. Just saying, Reverend Padre. Yeah. 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 Possibly. God, um, it's Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that far in the future, it's Gabriel. It's Gabriel. Yeah. That's what That'd I'm be saying. Hilarious. Um, so then we've, but clearly Ren is curious about Madison. Like she's curious about like, Hey, why is she down in the basement? Why is she by herself? Who is this mysterious person that, um, that seems to be able to kill, you know, you, you know, John wick style, uh, you know, people. And, so she goes she goes down there with a sledgehammer and wants Madison to teach her. Like because she's gonna get like now she's starting to have this like rebellious streak in her or whatever. And so she wants Madison to um to teach her how to use the sledgehammer that she's, you know, heard all these sto- these stories about. And Madison wants her to pull this lever, um, which I'm I'm guessing will either It'll what, stop, shut the off, stop the air. Yeah. Stop the air from coming in. Yeah, yeah. Um, stop the air from coming in so she can just die. Because Madison's checked out. She's just like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, um, she's been doing, in jail for seven years. And her yeah. kids are gone. Like, I mean, her kids. Are, yeah. Yeah, she's got nothing to live for. Yeah. Um, And so so she's like, all right, fine. You know, you want me to, to teach you? That's fine. But when we're done, when I'm done teaching you, you're going to pull that, pull that lever. And so... The girl Mo hands her the um the Sledge. sledgehammer through the little door, you know, the food door, and Madison immediately busts <laughs> the window out right. um to grab the glass and slits her throat with it. And that's when Madison kind of has the realization that this is this girl's eight years old and it's Mo. And she's really confused because she's like, I basically have been imprisoned here because I tried to help you seven, you know, get out of here seven years ago. Yep. And so she's she's very confused. Um, And then, you know, now the legend, the legend becomes true, right? Like, so the guards bust in and Madison just boom, 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 (laughs) takes them all out. And her and Mo escape, uh, get in a boat, and and they escape. Just that easy. Just that easy. Um, so after they obviously they get to the boat, they get to land. <clears throat> We're still not clear exactly where this is. I mean, with all the swamps and stuff, I'm guessing like Florida ish, maybe like yeah, or... somewhere in that yeah that Everglade uh, area. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess ultimately it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I, I was, I was just curious. I mean, we're not in Texas anymore, so it's specifically I, I not Louisiana. Louisiana. It, it, I thought it could be Louisiana because true. Yeah, no, <laughs> so it that, seems like they want. Like yeah. it seems like they're saying back it like that was where they were, and now they're not anymore. I mean, I'm certainly like you know a state or two over, so they're in you know Mississippi or 
whatever. But like it's not. It, it, right. But it, yeah. They're they're all. Yeah. I don't. I guess what I'm getting is I don't get the impression they're like off the coast of South Carolina or well, something. What like, matters? What matters know. is that they're away from the nuke. So like they can't be in the yes. vicinity. Right. We're done. We're done with the orange filter. <laughs> we're done with the orange oh, no. filter. Yes. Um. So Mo gets out. They get out of the. Hey, boat. Remember when a nuclear bomb went um, off on Fear of the Walking Dead? I Dang, can't. that's a long time ago. <laughs> I'm done. Sorry. Um. So they they get out of the boat. They start to to walk. And I guess at this point, Madison's going to try and bring her back to Morgan. Which is kind of funny when you think about it. It's like, oh, she's going to be able to figure out where they are seven years later. Like, for once, uh, you know, my my one of my complaints on the show is how easily people are to stumble across each other. Like, in you know, given the infinite number of directions a, per, a person can take and travel, um, and so yeah, this was this was a like, oh, <laughs> the call came from within the house. That's how they know. That's how they know what's going on. Uh, so so it all. It all makes sense. But again, you know, part of it, you know, she, she fakes getting stuck in the quicksand, you know, right before Morgan shows up and, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's like a fake out, right? Like she does that to fake Madison out and get the jump on her and then immediately calls, you know, Padre to come get her. And then, you know, of course, Madison covers and recovers and catches up. Um, yeah, I even had in my notes, oh, here comes Morgan out of the blue. Um, <laughs> And then when they explain it, it's like, oh, okay, that, that, that actually makes sense for a change. It's not just some random encounter with somebody. Um, and you think he's there to take her back to, to – or he says he's there right. to take her back to Padre. And Madison's just like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, I was jailed and, and kept you know in solitary confinement helping you get your daughter out of there, and now you want to bring her back? It's like – And I kind of like that. I mean, for um, me, I kind of like – that like this whole thing yeah. that's where yeah. the in that's where the intrigue yeah. starts to come yeah. in for me because it's like okay what what did morgan go through to bring him to the or morgan and um right. grace bring them to as we'll find later you know t- that it literally was better that she go with them because that's what the go, ai wrote with, with no. g- bring, bring her back morgan i think what really worked is that we've seen morgan be so steadfast in the decisions he makes, right? He never, you know, like even when everything's falling apart, he's like, he makes the decision to never, we're never going to do this thing. And he, everyone is even trying to talk him, you know, to, to talk him out of it. And he's still like, we have to stay on this path. And so I liked that whatever happened in seven years, it made this guy totally change his, his mind in terms of what he thought of this place. Yeah. And we don't know why yet. And and we're starting to get hints of, you know, the other thing is obviously this is yeah. not come without a toll to Morgan. He's different. Right? Like, we're, we're starting to get hints of Morgan when right. Rick first found him, kind of Morgan, you know, where he's a little, he's well, a little he went, off and a little. Like, say he obviously and went we even full see it. clear in that cabin at one point. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 And that, that yeah, because he, mm-hmm. he obviously wrote all that stuff on the wall and then did something to cover it up. And so, you know, Moe's like wiping away on the wall and is like, what's all this? And right. you could tell he's like very uncomfortable and, you know, shifting around and just like that. And then he just blows but, it off. Oh, it's just and graffiti it's, I, was here. And again, I think that that's. You know, it is intriguing. It is it's something I wanted to know more of because you imagine, I mean, when you say five years past or seven years past in a show, sometimes they don't, it's not all, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Like they're trying to make you feel that way. But I think that they put enough things in this episode that you you believe it. Like, yeah, why would Morgan would? Like he's always been on the brink, right? Like, it's been seven years without his kid. Yeah. Of course he's going to spiral. Like, he's been through this before with losing a kid. So, yeah, he would spiral. He would he yeah. would totally spiral in seven years. I mean, so I think that worked. And, and this is 
this is also where Morgan right. says he doesn't know what happened to the rest of them, right? Like he specifically, right. yeah. like I don't know where Luciana and Daniel are. Daniel doesn't know where Strand. Yeah, there's is. even talk about <laughs> Strand, and she and he's right. like, so you don't have. He doesn't your, even know where Strand is. Family, yeah. you know, kind of. You lose your child, um, like it's there. Like all that stuff. It, I really want to know. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, how does he come out of that enough? to even function. Yeah. And then Mo finds a uh, Walkman and starts listening to it. And it's the tapes that, that Grace made um, of her sinking um, when she was pregnant. Right? That tape and those batteries lasted in that f- musky swamp for seven years. No they drive problems. cars. Yeah, exactly. They have boats with gas in them. <laughs> Same. They got that. Yeah. Plus, I don't think that place has been fallow no. for seven years. I think that's where that that my understanding was that's where Morgan was like. Right. Primarily oh, I got the impression based. that he abandoned that after. No, oh, no, okay. no, that's, no, 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 no. He works there. <laughs> it's part no. of his place. Yeah. yeah, I like that they call the walkers carry on. You know, we always talk about how they come up with different names. You know, that usually it's by show. They 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 call them different things, and so. I, I, again, I, I the language aspect always intrigued me because you know these people are cut off from each other, and so they would have their own vernacular for right. things. And so the fact that these group call them carry on, I thought was was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, of course, Mo grabs the gun, and you know, there's a big scuffle. The gun goes off, causes a loud noise, and then of course the the, the walkers start to to close in. Um, and because this thing is like a houseboat, yeah. it's like weird. They, they, I watched the after thing, and they referred to it literally yeah. as a houseboat, which is, I think they mean that in the literal sense because, like, a traditionally a houseboat is like a boat with a house. It, it's more boat <laughs> than house, and this is more right. house than boat, yeah. right? Like, this is like a house they put on, yeah, and no, I, I heard to float saying, on the yeah. water. Yeah. This was not intended as a boat. This was intended as a house. Um, so anyway, so it, it it's kind of on the water. They go to escape out. This is where you know we get into kind of typical tropey kind of things. Like of course, Mo her foot gets stuck in the in the mud, muddy swamp, and you know as this happens, the walkers are kind of closing in. Morgan is is trying to do his best job to keep them off. And then this is where Madison is like, okay, here's my here's my glorious end. I'm gonna just pull these pull these walkers in, so they go away from from Mo and Morgan, and I can just you know they'll just take me away. I'll just I'll just go. The funny thing is her swinging that sledgehammer because it's like again this is a nitpick. This does not ruin my enjoyment of the show, but it was clear that she was not swinging around a real no, okay. sledgehammer. Sorry that she's stronger um, than you, Russ. Jeez. It's <laughs> like picking up a piece of paper for her. Can we cue fight song right now? I, I, geez, I guess Grandpa I Russ can't hold a sledgehammer like he Anyway, I just thought it was funny because she's swinging the thing around like it's made of styrofoam, which it probably Russ, was. Russ, you got anyway, it. Anyway, it, again, Come that's on, just a Russ. funny thing. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, that's that's the nittiest of picks, but anyway, I'm going to call it out. Um, there were some really cool, gnarly-looking oh, walkers yeah. in that water, though. Like, they almost look very swamp thingish. some of them, with, like, the, the moss, like, the veiny moss kind of stuff growing around the face and... They did a good job of showing, like, some of them had, like, the moss growing on the skin. You know, you can see, like, the green uh, moss on the skin. Again, you know, when they do things visually with walkers that are interesting for a show that's been around as long as it has and has as many walkers as it has, again, I appreciate when they can do things that, I, I mean, yes, we've seen other walkers similar to this, but it still is not just your garden variety, you know, just rotting piece of flesh that's walking towards you. I thought they did some, some there, interesting and cool stuff with, the, there was, with there these were, walkers. There were both some really good-looking makeups in there, and then there were some that looked like they were stolen from a suburban dad's uh, Halloween display in his front yard. Um, especially yeah, I mean, that's, when like, that's Madison always the case. was on the back of it towards the escape part. Man, there's that one that kept lunging for her. The mask was shaking on them. It was bad. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen that yeah. from time to time on, oh, yeah. on, on yeah. all these shows. Oh, where, yeah. You know, just every so often, they're just, you know, some of them that just don't look, look as great. But, but again, I think they did some cool and interesting stuff. Um, so now we, we, you know, just as things look the most dire, in comes Grace on a boat and just shoots all the walkers around um, Madison. So I thought it was, I, I, I thought it was a cool entrance. I don't, I don't know that. I kept thinking, okay, Grace is either going to show up or Morgan's going to confirm that she's dead. And maybe that's why he's further slipping, you know, into this, you know, his former persona is maybe because Grace is gone. You can definitely tell too that they don't seem as close as they used to. So again, more intrigue to find out like, okay, what's the deal with with Morgan and Grace? Like there's enough breadcrumbs. The thing I did appreciate in this episode as it went on, is the breadcrumbs they're laying for you to be c- curious about like what's been going on for these last seven years and what's led these people to this point. Um, it's, it's a different type of storytelling, you know, again, Aaron, you, you talk about, you know, how the show reinvents itself every, you know, every season, you know, in kind of the more modern era um, and does things interesting. And so to kind of have this storytelling where they've done such a time jump that they, you know, need to, f- to go out of their way, you know, it's, when the main show did the six year jump, it wasn't really that important that they fill the six years in, you know, like it, you know, there, there wasn't much going on in this show with this, with this seven year jump, it is important to fill this in because these people are not even around each other. You know, at least, at least in the main show, you did a jump and all the same people were still together. Right. So, you know, you just got the impression that they, you know, just been kind of, you know, going along with things with and this, like the nature of their setting is familiar to yes, an extent. Yes. Here we're like in Padre, which we don't know what it is exactly. We don't know what the circumstances are. It'd be like, it'd be like if they threw like Carol into, into, into um, the Commonwealth without any context. And we're just like, what's going on? Like, right. I don't know. Like, like I would never, have. then it's important that you backfill that. Right. But exactly. Yeah. yeah. So again, with this show, the fact that they've jumped ahead, they're going to basically be telling the story of, this is how we got to where we are. And that's the, that's kind of the purpose of this, at least this half of the season, if not the whole season. Again, I, th- I think that that's what is making it intriguing to me to, to keep, to keep going forward. I want to know like, okay, what the hell is going on? Where is everybody else? What have they been doing these last seven years? Um, uh-huh. so at this point, um, you know, Grace says, look, look, we, you know, Padres coming, and it's like, how are they coming? And it's like, well, we radioed them to come get you. <laughs> like we, we're we we're fully on board with this premise of Padre is the best place for Mo to be. Um, and at first they were like not going to take Madison. Then when they show up, they do take Madison. So, again, again, that's another one of those aspects of this thing being a little bit like flippy floppy. And, you know, when they they go one direction, all of a sudden, boom, they they kind of turn on a dime and go back the other way. Um, they need her blood. Yeah. Um, so well, it seems take- like they like I I don't disagree as far as pacing this out to do that. I, I get it as far as we're introducing an entirely new character essentially with with baby Mo. Yeah. So we need to like really we do, we really need to like understand like you know th- there are options. This is what we're going with, and we want to reassure that fact over and over again. Now, is that the best written way to handle it? Not necessarily, but I do I. I get why it's like trying to it's trying to like make the viewer grapple with these decisions and it doing so in a somewhat clunky way. But I can understand why, given that this, the the new heart of this show is going to be about this child now. Right. Um, so, yeah, so Morgan and Grace tell tell her straight up like, hey, we're your parents. I'm your mother. He's your father. But you're better off with them. Like, and Morgan even tells her, like, we're not even your birth parents. Like we, you literally are the parents of these other two people and we found you and, (laughs) you know, you know, which is again, another jarring thing for Mo to hear is that she lost, she doesn't have these people that she has a vague remembrance of being her parents. And then she finds them. And then she finds out that they aren't even her real parents. Like it's, it's, um, I mean, that's got to be somewhat traumatizing for, for her. And I know part of the reason or the justification, I guess, for Morgan telling her that was to push her more towards like, no, you should be back with Padre. You know, another reason for you to be back with Padre because like we're not even like we're your 
where your parents would are, you know, not your birth parents. He's trying so. to he's trying to John Lithgow and Harry and the Hendersons her. Yeah, yeah. You're not. We don't like you anymore. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then they they mentioned they were going to retire Morgan and and they're going to take him away, but not Grace. Which I thought that was a little weird. It's like okay, well, like because because of. I I got the impression that they they're doing that because they think he poisoned Mo, and I'm like, well, but no, don't they? It's clear the lady when she takes him away says it right there. There, it's obvious they know he's a flip flopper, and he's going to eventually decide to go against them. Morgan's the more emotional of the two by far. It, well, so. that's true. Yeah, I guess they know him. And I, they, I guess and I, they probably I, know him to be emotional by far. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that's a good. That's a fair point. I didn't think about that. I guess at this point they would know Grace and they would know Morgan better than yeah. Um, than we realize they know them. I mean, um, plus you know he looks too good. Like you know, it's been seven <laughs> years. True. He like looks somehow younger than last time we saw him. So it's like this guy. We need to get him working harder. Get more wrinkles on his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So at this point, she goes back to uh, Padre, and she's being interviewed by Padre, and it's one of those like, I don't know, can we trust you kind of thing? Like, are we going to have any more problems? And she's like, Nope, you're not going to have any problems with me. I'm tip top. And she goes back in the arena, and this time instead of freezing and fumbling because of all this craziness that she's just been through, um, she takes out the walker and, you know, just, like, performs like a badass. Oh, yeah, so, she, she walks in. She's leveled up to the T. It's the end of God of War. She has all her powers now. And yes. <laughs> just, like, knocks the guy out. <laughs> she has the blades and the axe. Yeah, and um, all the, like, lightning shit and whatever. <laughs> just <laughs> knocks it down. <laughs> no problem. Uh, and that's that's kind of where we end this episode. So, but what about the other to... twenty? What about the other twenty paragraphs? I <laughs> <laughs> really did not have a ton of like stuff. Be, in it. Before we get to like our Toby's, I'm just curious, like Rich, like what? I again, it's not as though I don't think any of us think it's a by any means a, an amazing episode of television. No. We certainly didn't know it's certain clunky parts. I'm just no. curious, like what. What what are the what are the areas that just like really rubbed you the wrong way? I just felt like the whole thing felt forced. I felt like, um, but what felt forced about it? Like the time just, jump itself? Or? Well, no, 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 no. Just things in the scenes felt forced. Like like we brought up her with the oxygen thing. It was like, oh, I'm kicking ass. Oh, wait a minute, I'm supposed to have a lung problem. <laughs> it. I mean, it just felt forced. Um, I don't know. I, it everything was convenient. Yes, they had some explanations, but it was all back to what they did with walkie talkies. It's lazy writing, in my opinion. And I don't know. It just I I will say there were a few little bright spots in here and there, but overall, it just felt lazy, I, cheap, and bad. And I just want I. Don't take Does it really feel cheap? I mean, if you want to talk about like three, three, three or four part, zombies, like that's one it. thing. But yeah, it's, like, it's a pretty think, expansive episode. They took time. Okay. With yeah, the they took time. And the houses and the water. And like, yeah. It's a good-looking episode of television. And I definitely don't think they phoned it in. I mean... I meant the, the quality of the writing is cheap. Because... Um, and, and here, so I asked ChatGPT... Review Fear the Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 1. I will spare you the five paragraphs, but let me get to the summation. Overall, Fear the Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 1 fails to deliver a compelling and engaging premiere. Its lack of originality, stagnant character development, poor pacing, and underwhelming visual presentation contribute to a disappointing viewing experience. While dedicated fans of the series may still find some enjoyment in the episode, it falls far short of its potential and leaves little to be excited about. About for the rest of the season. Rich, we that, get it. You're, you're a cyborg that, now, and you side with the AI. That's fine for you, I guess. Is, is they couldn't have done a better job of, of saying exactly how I felt about this episode, which is you, convenient, because I think the same the same being wrote this episode. You, you do know that that operates off a data set that yes, no I know. Yes, I know. 
Well, obviously it was able to scrape some data because it got that pretty much nailed that correctly. I mean, like, I write for a living. If you want me to write a generic synopsis of something based off of what I know about it, I can do that. It's like, it's not a hard yeah. thing to accomplish. No, it's not. Yeah. It's really not. Anyway. But I get it. it. Just, when the robot wars happen, you're already part seat cyborg. You're going to side I, with them and you'll yeah, be like, oh, we kill our robot lords, you know? I mean, fair enough. Like, again, it's not, you know, I think we all have our issues with the episode, but I just, you just seem so down on it where it's like, I think at the very least, it's doing what I generally, genuinely expect from a, from a Fear the Walking Dead. And, uh, I can't say like the writing suddenly feels like far more downward than it has in other, you know, seasons of this show, even ones that I like a lot or ones that I don't like so much. Feels it, it felt fairly par, par for the course for me. Like, there's some highlights, but, like, yeah, it's no, you know, I didn't walk out of this being like, oh, finally, Fear the Walking Dead's back and it's better than ever. It's like, oh, okay, we're, here we go. Here's another one of this. Yeah. It, yeah. All right. Well, that being said, do we want to go through our our uh, Tobys for Fear the Walking Dead? Rich, <laughs> I'll let you go first since... Uh, Okay. Since you clearly have a, have a and and on. actually just one really quick comment too or question. Um, did anybody else notice whenever remember when she was stuck in the mud when they were escaping the little cabin thing? Um, and the well, I don't know if that was oil coming up or what. I don't know, but the that one lone zombie that kept walking towards her that they kept mm-hmm. doing the didn't that look like the actual Buster? From it did. Thank you. No, I, I, I had to do a double take, and I was like, "Is that Buster?" Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was. I really thought that I'm like he survived for eleven years. Well, actually, longer because of the time jumps. It's like twenty years. Anyway, um, with that said, uh, I was going to give it zero Tobies, but I think your explanation of the green slime was enough to give it a half a Toby. Okay. Wow. Mm. It was bad. Jeez. It was bad. It was bad. You're saying this, but it's like we've seen the show be bad, right? Ah, yes, we we've have. seen like the what this, the worst of the show. Like this does not fall down in like the regard for what we had when it was the same second season. Yeah, like it was like really the dregs of this series, where it's just like, what are we doing here? Like this is this is watchable to me. It, it's you, you know, you know, be to each his own. Yeah, I mean, hey, I just I, I felt robbed of an hour after finishing it. Yeah. All right. So to balance that out, Aaron, I mean, I guess I'm at like a three and a half Toby's like, I think it's fine. Like it's it, it, it it's I for one thing, I like Morgan. Like I, I still I like the character yeah. like and there's a lot of Morgan. Um, I I it left me curious for like what's going on. Like I, I feel like I'm giving a little some benefit of the doubt that we have to get this kind of thing out of the way in order to understand more of what's going on with the rest of the characters, little and Padre. But even beyond that, like, I think it's a well-acted episode of television. I think him and, and um, uh, Kim um, Dickens are, like, doing doing the job. And even the kid, you, you know, as much as, as much as I had issues with, with Judith on Walking Dead, I think for one episode alone i'm i'm in, i'm engaged enough with this child performance for for little mo slash ren so it's like all right kid didn't annoy me good stuff from these people i i like you know using swamps in this invite like i think that just that's compelling for a zombie show because it's just a, a, a naturally moody and cinematic environment so it's like the stuff there works if you want to talk about like dialogue and the writing it's like well i complain about the writing all the time in this series so it's like i have a curve that i have to go off of at this point as far as how to account for that and i can't say that any of it like stuck out in a way where it's like i can't believe we're doing this just more like yeah all right we're you know going through some of the motions here to like get some plot across but no i I enjoyed the episode for what it was so three and a half toes daryl uh, I I was with three. I I think it was uh, three Tobys for me. I mean, I liked uh, Madison's portrayal of you know like being stuck in that in that prison, and just the I think she gave a good performance of thinking about her kids being gone, and you know all that time has passed, and she just has nothing left really, like except help trying to help Morgan get his kid, like. 
And I think Morgan definitely, I think uh, the portrayal of Morgan dealing with the loss of not rescuing, you know, Mo after all that time, I mean, you know, like I think that worked as well. And then the flip of him, now he wants to bring the back to Mo back to Padre and, you know, and Madison is the one who's fighting going, you know, going to, to Padre. I dug it. Like I, I think it worked and I liked the, the place itself. Like I liked how they had to set up with the training facility and how they included all of the, you know, protecting the faces and so that they couldn't, uh, you know, protect them from being bitten and how they had the, the slime to show if they were, you know, if they had failed and it's better. It's, it's it feels like an academy, like this, like for this place, it feels like a training, a truly built, you know, well-built training facility for kids. Like it felt like that kind of academy kind of place, and I, I, I like that. I enjoyed it, and I want to know why. I want to know what the deal is. Like, why does he feel the need to to take Mo back? And I think when we do see the rescue at the end and, and, and Mo sees her, her parents and now she kind of has a mission herself. Like she has to pretend to be, you know, in league with Padre in order to buy time for her to be with her parents. I think that the actress that plays Mo did a, did a really good job of, you know, being a kid who wanted to be with her parents, like, and that's why she was so all over the place. Is that she, that's what she wanted? She wanted to be that, and they had to give her up. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I dug it for the most part. I mean, it, yes, it, it did have some unevenness, of, of course, especially in the first part of it. But I mean, but I think towards the, when we get towards the middle to the end, I think it really put it in a place that I want to know what's what's coming. I will give it a three. I I thought this was just a, a mediocre episode. I think, <clears throat> again, I, I think there were some pluses and some minuses. Um, I I think overall it was it was just you know fairly decent decent episode. All right. So, what do the Facebook group have to say? Well, we do have our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com/group/wdtvpodcast, where we. Uh, of course, post all of the Walking Dead content we have, whether it's uh, reviews I write for this show or trailer stuff or what have you. But this also includes our rating uh, posts, which is uh, here with our Toby rating, uh, where you can feel free to you know jump on every week and throw in your Toby ratings. And this week we got basically one long extended rant from Johnny Stower and then like another thing here. Uh, so he writes negative uh, five out of one. I'm sure, if the math adds up there, uh, this episode's this epi- <laughs> I'll read it how it, how it's written. This episode's sucked. The writers suck. They don't deserve a raise on this show. These guys are the one who work during the pick of time when unions strike. This episode made no sense at all. The show was good to season three. That's debatable. Then these jackasses took it over. Seriously, this episode sucks. B, <laughs> B asterisk LLS. Um, seriously, it makes no sense. Mo Jr. Cuz, I don't remember her dumb name. Wait, is it Ren? Like a dragon? <laughs> Hashtag GTFOOHFLOL. In the scene where she throws and the other girl comes in and kills the zombie, she says, What happened in there? While she in there, bad writing. Directors should have caught it. Only reason I'm watching is to complete this shit burning show. I was ball censored. Uh, P.S. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. Aaron, because uh, it's two R's and not two ways. Uh, you should have forgot because I was late to post this. Forgot what? I, I, I was late to. I was late to. to post po- the, I, I forgot post to post the, the thing on Sunday because oh, okay. we, we haven't done this in you know five months, <laughs> so I forgot to do the thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Susan Sue. She writes. Oh, is that still on? Shrug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For one thing, hoping to get more Toby ratings. Ideally, I'll just remember to do this, but, um, <laughs> but um, hoping to get more Toby ratings in the future. Uh, but certainly, uh, Johnny, uh, not a fan. Uh, it would seem. Well, that's unfortunate. Jeez, Johnny, a little harsh. <laughs> 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 Says you. 
all right. So that's going to do it for this week. Uh, so as we wrap up, Aaron, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, good question. Uh, I'm in the usual places that includes We Live Entertainment for my weekly uh, or for my movie reviews, as well as the podcast out now out there in name where we talk about weekly movie reviews uh, releases. Uh, but there's another thing that I'm part of currently during the summer. Uh, my friend uh, Brandon Peters has a show called The Brandon Peters Show. Uh, and during the summer right now, he, myself and friend of the show, Scott Mendelson, uh, we are doing a thing called Summer of 93 at 30. Uh, where we are going over the summer movies from the year 1993 uh, each week uh, in correlation to what the summer movie releases were 30 years ago. Uh, so we have movies that include things like Jurassic Park and The Fugitive and Dave and uh, Sleepless in Seattle. So it's a was lot of Batman fun. Was Returns that year? Or was that? 92. 92. That's 92. 92, okay. Uh, but there's plenty of movies that are both uh, many that are good, many that are okay, and many that are uh, not good at all. Uh, but it's really fun because we're going over what those weekends were like 30 years ago, which includes talking about the new segments of the week, the, the top, like, the, the um, Casey Kasem's top 40 uh, songs, oh, the nice. TV shows that were popular at the time. So it's Is a, that on Out Now? It's not on Out Now. This is part of Brandon Peters' show, but it is on iTunes where you can find, you know, all it's everywhere you can find podcasts. It's the Brandon Peters' show. It's the summer of 93 at 30. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do. We recorded a lot of them in advance already, so they're just kind of coming out. Uh, now and each week corresponds to like a week from the summer from 30 years ago. So cool. just wanted to plug Check that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Cool, Mr. Taylor. Uh, well, you can hear me and Russ on Gotham My Geeks. We'll be recording a new episode pretty soon, uh, and also you can hear uh, DC All Stars. Uh, we dropped the Firestorm episode where we kind of get into that character. And we kind of been uh, getting into some of the stuff that will probably be in the movies or TV shows they've announced and some of the uh, dawn of DC stuff. So you can check out DC All Stars for that. And uh, nothing's on where we catch up with all the crazy TV stuff, especially with the strike and all of that. So there's like a ton of stuff that we have to talk about. But uh, check that all out. Cool. Rich? Yeah, I'm pretty much on the socials at uh, ChubTub01. Cool. And you can find me here, like Daryl, uh, here on the Walking Dead TV podcast, and like Daryl said, over at Gotham by Geeks. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week for hopefully an improvement um, for, for Rich's sake, uh, <laughs> if nothing else, um, with episode two of uh, Fear the Walking Dead. So thanks, everybody, for listening. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, do not send us your chat GPT scripts. <laughs> Brought to you by Nickelodeon. <laughs>